Well, there is a huge baseball series in Hattiesburg this weekend between the Raging Cajuns and the Golden Eagles. So I thought it a perfect time to go outside the box a little bit with the show and bring in what I've seen as the best fan outlet for the Cajun Nation, the best smack talkers for the Cajun Nation, and that's the Raging Review. And one of the hosts of the show, Jerry Bear, who also went to the same high school with, which we found out today. So go Jays. What's up, Jerry? Thanks for joining, man. No, Marshan, I appreciate the invite. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and it's going to be a fun weekend of baseball. Uh, it's always a pleasure when we can go across the conference and and speak with other fan bases as well as uh, you know uh, friends. And we've made a lot of friends through the Southern Miss fan base, you being one of them, of course. So thanks for having me on, and hopefully, I can be a good representation of, of the Cajun Nation tonight on this on this show with you. Man, like I said, you guys are the best, especially on Twitter from what I've seen. Nobody talks smack talk <laughs> better. And what, what, what I love about your smack talk is you'll go back and forth with even Golden Eagle people, but it all ends kind of cool. Like, all right, shake hands. We're good here, right? Everybody's good enough. Yeah, I mean. it to the point where we're taking it off Twitter. <laughs> look, I, I've always said this is a hobby of ours, you know, and, and just like just like your show, I mean, you, you've seen success, but at the end of the day, it's not your livelihood. It's just something you love. You know, you're, you're a USM alum. You played football there. You've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into the school, just like we had with, with Louisiana. So it's just a passion, and it's kind of our way of saying thank you to the university that educated us. I mean, I met my wife at UL. I have made a lot of friends at UL. There's a, a lot of personal ties to the university that's still stick with me today so this is just kind of an avenue to show appreciation and and just show our fanhood for the cajuns just like i'm sure you do with the golden eagles yeah man that's a great way to put it too and and one thing i'll tell you what from the top to the bottom at southern miss man everybody involved there i mean you talk about fired up to be in the Sun Belt. i mean i i gotta tell you we're at the last leg of conference usa i could literally have cared less what happened with <laughs> any team in that conference besides what was going on in hattiesburg i literally care less Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. Now that we're in the Sun Belt, I want the Cajuns to do great. Dude, Coastal does well over here. Good. Just so they're not beating us. Right. Literally, like, I I care about other teams. You know, has it been like that with the Sun Belt for you guys for a while? Yeah, I think we do have a chip on our shoulder because we're mid-major programs. And so when you have to face teams when P5 conferences or larger conferences with more money, more resources, just, you know, they get anything they want at any time with these ridiculous TV contracts. I mean, the SEC has a $50 million contract, I think, or something insane. I mean, you get $50 million, you know, as a jump start. I mean, that's du- that's almost double some of our our, our athletic budgets just from the TV deal. So when you're able to having, when you have to scrap and grind your way to national prevalence and you are able to do it with the help of your, your conference foes, you tend to, you tend to pull for the conference. I mean, when Southern Miss plays a team in football, for example, you go up to Nebraska or you play Auburn or whoever, we're going to pull for the golden Eagles. Uh, same thing. I'm sure with the Cajuns, you know, there's a lot of other conference mates that may pull for us if we're playing a P five or a larger school, because it makes the conference look good. You know, uh, when app state went to Texas A&M and beat Texas A&M, that was huge. When they were able to host college game day this year for the first, time having a Sunbelt school host a college game day. That's huge for the conference. When Marshall went up to South Bend and beat Notre Dame, that was huge. When we went to Iowa State, that was huge. And so one thing about Southern Miss, and you know, because I mean, you played on some of these teams, you know, Southern Miss with Will Hall, is they're improving. He's kind of bringing you guys back to that prevalence that you've known for so long. And I think once he gets there, it's not only good for the Golden Eagles, but it's good for the conference. You want teams to be good in the conference because now 
in football with that 12 team playoff, you know, you want the Sun Belt to be kind of what the a- AAC claims being the P6. Guess what? We're right on their tail. So if we could create that 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 sort of um, value, and that includes Louisiana as well, if the Cajuns can win and everybody kind of chips in, it, it helps the conference as a whole. And on a national stage, that perception changes. It's not just, oh, the Sun Belt, you know, it's, wow, the Sun Belt, they have some good teams. And that's kind of the reputation we're really fighting for. And that's why we added, you know, Southern Miss. That's why we added ODU, Marshall, and, and uh, JMU. It, but you didn't add Louisiana Tech, man. Re- <laughs> which which a lot of Southern Miss fa- fans find a lot of comedy in <laughs> for La Tech. There's, there's, man, they had a Jacksonville State over there. Sam Houston. Um, um, come on, man. Look, if you're a La Tech fan, how are you feeling right now? <laughs> look, they, and I hate to say it like this, but they did a lot of that to themselves. Uh, yep. There were a, a lot of bridges Breach. that were burned. And this is not just a two or three year deal. This is going back to like the 1990s. They actually had a chance to join the original Sunbelt Conference in football. Now, granted, the Sunbelt had basketball and, and spring sports uh, before they added football later in like 2000, 2001, which Louisiana was a charter member of. Well, Louisiana Tech was part of the Sunbelt for a little while, if I'm not mistaken, and they got invited to join in football, but instead they wanted to go to the WAC because they felt that the WAC was a better pathway for them to kind of create that sort of, um, I don't know, it it felt like they belonged in a bigger conference. They always had that mindset, we want to be big time, which is fine, but don't burn bridges along the way. You know, Uh, you you don't try to snub teams. You don't try to talk down to other schools, especially schools in the state that are in your same school system. I mean, from a political standpoint, why would you do that? And I think when uh, former athletic director Tommy McClellan made that comment about, uh, about, you know, if I were in Lafayette's position, I'd want to move up to a level like Conference USA. What's ironic about that was the reason why he said that our athletic director, Brian Maggard, this was right before, I don't know if it was during COVID maybe. Yeah, it was, I think it was during COVID. He brought up the idea. What can we do to get more regional conferences, which included an alliance with Conference USA and the Sun Belt? I mean, we all know during COVID, teams didn't have any money. You had no revenue. The economy just shut down. So what better way than to combine the conferences or do some type of regional scheduling maybe to save on travel costs? And when that was brought up, that was the comment that he made. Well, that wasn't the first time they've done something like that. I think it kind of exposed them to everybody else when those comments were made. And in reality, he says that, and he says, well, we need to pay a premium to come to Conference USA. If I were in Lafayette positions, I'd want to move up to a level like Conference USA. And most of their fans were applauding them. So basically, they said the quiet part out loud. Well, who would have thought a year later that starting with that domino effect with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC or announcing that they were going to the SEC, that it would create a domino effect into the G5 where you had quite a few Conference USA schools, I believe six of them, leave to go to the American because the American had to get, uh, had to had to have some schools leave to replace the Big 12 teams in Texas and Oklahoma. Well, that left an open spot for the, the Sun Belt. Hence, here comes Southern Miss. Here comes ODU. Here comes Marshall. Three teams from Conference USA came to our conference. So when you make a comment like that and one year later it comes back to bite you because I think like nine teams leave your conference. Well, guess what? Now they're in desperation to move to a conference and they're trying to get in. Well, all you got to do is play that video from a year before and say, look, man, 
you know, if you don't say those type of things, maybe we let you in. So I, I just, we just call it karma where we are. Uh, it's just one of those situations where you just, you don't, you don't burn bridges, especially with peers that could actually help you. Uh, and that's one thing that we'll always like Cajun nation has nothing but utmost respect for Southern Miss because there were opportunities when you guys back in the day, you know, you had your chances to move up. Now, granted, you know, I know the story about the Hattiesburg market might've affected you a little bit because you weren't in a big city. And, and many ways I felt like Southern Miss got the shaft. I think you guys had some opportunities in the past and you never got looked at, but now you're in a place where you want to be. And Meanwhile, they're stuck at where they are playing Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State and Sam Houston and New Mexico State. I mean, their conference, I mean, Conference USA, they just picked out a bunch of random teams because they need to still exist. So I I really have no comment on that at that point. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty much done with my rant, but, you know, sorry. Oh, well. Dude, they dug their own grave. They absolutely did. It's wild, man. Real talk with Southern Miss fans. You know, back in the 90s, before being in a big TV market mattered, mattered. and I, I played during that time. We were the yeah. premier football team in, in Conference USA. We should have been fighting to get out that conference a long time ago. Louisville was, Memphis was, yada, yada, yada was. Cincinnati. We, we got stuck there, unfortunately, you know, yeah. and but we got stuck to where Conference USA is right now. It's where they're looking to get maybe Tarleton State to fill a hole. I don't even know That's where crazy. they're going, man. You know, yeah. it's bad. Thank God for the Sun Belt, you know, and that's all I got to say. So I can't give props to the Sun Belt. And now a real rival with the Cajuns, man. It's, you know, playing baseball with you guys <laughs> since 1925. You know? Yeah, you know, it's, what's crazy about that and ironically, you know, if if I were to ask you, Marchant, t- 15 years ago in 2007, 2008, do you want to go to the Sun Belt? You probably would have laughed at me. You would have been like, nah, we're good. Thank you, but no thanks. I'll, I'll be honest. Absolutely. Back yeah. then, when we were kind of that anyone, anywhere, anytime, giant killer thing, you know, top 25. Yeah, absolutely. Not going to lie. Right. Times have changed, though. But back then, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, what's ironic about it is, is that, you know, the comp- the Sunbelt was always a, had a reputation of sort of being that startup conference for a lot of big teams that wanted to get into, you know, uh, FBS or division one, a, as they used to call it, and then work their way up to maybe the conference USA or the American. And you've seen that, uh, FIU just started their football program in the early two thousands. They came to the Sunbelt, Georgia state started their football program, came to the Sunbelt, South Alabama, who was already a charter member, but they still came to the Sunbelt when they started football. Um, you know, so you saw a lot of teams come in as a, use the Sunbelt as a stepping stone to where, Louisiana fans, we kind of felt what Southern Miss fans felt recently in Conference USA. It's like, look, we've been here forever and all these teams are just coming in for four or five years and they leave to where we're like, well, can we get out of here too? And so I think it worked out uh, the way it did, but I feel that we were very blessed that it happened that way because we felt like we were left behind a few times. I mean, in 2011 and 2012, we lost five or six teams to Conference USA. Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky, FAU, FIU, North Texas, they all left us. And so we're stuck here with App State, Georgia Southern, all these FCS call-ups. But little did we know the success that those schools would bring. If you would have told me Coastal Carolina would be ranked in the top 25 in football in in a 7,000 or 8,000 seat stadium when they join. Now, granted, they've, you know, uh, improved their stadium tremendously. But if you would have told me they'd be a top 25 team, I would have been like, you're crazy. I want to get out the... I want to get out the Sunbelt, but it's created its own, the, the Sunbelt's created its own success. And so we're happy that Southern Miss wants to join because, 
you know, we wanted to be a Southern Miss at one time. I remember in the 1990s, I, I mean, you guys were ranked in the top 25. You know, you were talking about being giant killers. I remember when Illinois came to Hattiesburg and y'all beat them. I remember when Nebraska was a powerhouse. They came to Hattiesburg on that Thursday night and you played them. I remember when y'all shut out Alabama 21 nothing. I think it was in the year 2000. <laughs> I love I mean, your Southern Miss knowledge. I tell you, hey, I look. That. <laughs> no, I grew up. I grew up in New Orleans, like you, man. I, I and I mean, on Fox Sports Southwest, it was either Tulane or Southern Miss on TV. So you know, I I grew up watching those teams. I grew up watching. I probably watched you a few times. And you know, as a Cajuns fan, you know, at the time we we weren't as successful. And I remember as a kid going, man, I wish we could be like Southern Miss. There's, I don't know what they have that we don't. What you guys had was commitment. At the time, we didn't have the athletic commitment financially. And so we got new leadership who showed the commitment. And it's amazing how far we've come over the last 20 years just by throwing some money at our program. Yeah. So um, with that being said, it's great that everything kind of came full circle. Uh, there's a lot of history that Southern Miss has. There's a lot of pageantry that you guys bring. Even as a mid-major, you guys were the original Boise State in my book. Yeah. Uh, Best and, G5 program in America. The first no one question. back in 80s. Back in the early nineties, <laughs> you guys, football, yeah. yeah, you were the Boise state of, 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 of the G five or the mid majors back in that, during that time. And so, you know, to come bring that history into the Sun Belt, and the fact that you want to be in the Sun Belt, that means the world to us because a, a respected program like Marshall, I never would have thought Marshall would have come to the Sun Belt. You know, I don't mean GMU. Akola. Well, dude, we all left a year yep. early to get over here. And the fact that, and the fact that this was the Sunbelt was one time a conference that we were trying to leave looking back on it now, I can understand why, but at this moment right now, as a mid-major conference, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I think we have the best mid-major conference you can ask for with everything, not just football, but baseball, softball, basketball, you yeah. name it. Dude, and what I love about it is ESPN starting to get it, too. They really marketed the hell out of uh, the Sun Belt, especially last football season, because it's regional geography teams that make sense when you look on a map, whereas now these power conferences, I mean, shoot, you got the, the far west joining with the Far East where Penn State it's, has got to make a trip or whoever over to USC, you know, and then they got to well, come over here. It, it's just, we make sense, man. And it's fun. It's the fun let's, belt. Let's take Southern Miss. I'm going to use Southern Miss as a prime example. The Sun Belt West, Western Division. We're in the same division. Lafayette, Troy, uh, Mobile, Jonesboro, and May Monroe and San Marcos. Yep. All within a day's drive. Well, San Marcos is a little bit further from Hattiesburg, but let's be honest, outside of that, what, it's a three, four-hour drive, within a three or four-hour drive to every single one of those schools? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, you, you can't beat that. No, I mean, it, it just makes sense. The, the budget, yeah. too. I mean, like you said, we don't have those SEC budgets, man. It just makes sense for the budget. Too. Sure. Let's see what it is. So, well, You know, and one of the things that I've noticed about conferences is, like you said, the geography was the reason why they consolidated all these realignments in the first place, and now they're going back to it because of the TV deals and, and, you know, USC and UCLA can afford to go fly to Rutgers for their women's volleyball games, but we can't, you know, I mean, you saw the old whack. I mean, one of the reasons why Louisiana tech had to move to conference USA is because they can't take their women's tennis team to Fresno state. I mean, it's not, it's not a cheap 
It's not a cheap expense. So when you look at what we have, when we play Southern Miss, we don't have to fly to Hattiesburg Laurel Airport. We just get on a bus and go. Just like you guys don't have to get on a plane to fly to Lafayette. You just get on your bus, you drive it three and a half hours, you're there. And then after the game, you drive back. And so you that's the beauty of this conference outside of some of the teams in the East. Right now, when you play Marshall or JMU, you'd have to fly, but majority of your teams within your division, it's all driving distance. And so it saves money and you're not, you're playing good teams. It's not like you're playing a bunch of a slump teams that, you know, like for example, in baseball, well, we can't play this team because we're going to lose our RPI ranking, or we can't go play this team in football because it just doesn't look good. Every team's going to give you a challenge. And, and that's, that's one thing we pride ourselves on and to see the Sun Belt improve the way it has over the last couple of years and adding these four teams as a Cajuns fan, we're ecstatic. I mean, I don't, you know, two or three years ago, we would have said, get us to the American. We got to go to the American seeing who the American added and replaced. I, I really don't want to go Dude, dude the American. <laughs> this is the running I'm theme good. on Twitter and in Southern Miss it's conference USA 2.0. It is. It, it That's is. That's what we call yeah. it. You, you took North Texas UAB. Uh, okay, man, do your thing, dude. We're over in the Sun Belt, man. And you know who's getting promoted more right now on ESPN? The Sun Belt. Because it's the right. Fun Belt. It, it, it it's, is. It's, it's a make sense league it, with all this madness. And the American went after big cities. You know, they went after Charlotte. They went after FAU and Boca Raton. They went after Denton, Charlotte's Texas rabid slash. fan base, too. That rabid fan base out in Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they right. went after these, you know, Rice, for example. No disrespect to Rice. Rice is a great institution, but you go to their football game and there's not many people there. It's kind of like what Tulane used to be and when they played in the Superdome. It's just, it's just, it's not, the fan base isn't passionate. It's not, but it's Houston, right? It's the Houston market. They're going after markets. Uh, we always make it, we have uh, the guys at Razor and View and I have an inside joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, you, if, you, if your college is in a town with an airport that has an international flight, you're going to the American, you know, <laughs> they go after these big it. cities, you know, Hattiesburg is not a big city. Lafayette would probably be one of the larger cities in the conference, you know? Uh, so I rather take Boone, North Carolina, Boone, North Carolina is on the mountain. They have 25,000 people that are 30,000 people in the city with the college. The, the it's on the mountainside. You have to, you have to, uh, when you when you fly in, you have to drive about an hour and a half, two hours. But let me tell you something. When you get there and you go in their stadium, that's 40,000 people. It's packed. Dude, we we, we got to play at App State, and that's the one we got circled. It's going to be a tough one this year. <laughs> it's intense. But yeah. they all – but but again, they're not in a big city. They're not in this huge – you know, they don't, they don't have an airport there. But you know what? They show up. Marshall yeah. fans in Huntington, they show up. JMU fans, they show up. Southern Miss fans, they show up. So – that to me is more important than the market, because if you bring a good product, people are going to watch you. It doesn't have to be in a big city. I mean, even if you're in, if rice isn't winning, I have no offense to rice, but I highly doubt many people in Houston are going to watch them if they, if they're one and 11 or whatever, three and nine, but if Southern Miss and Louisiana are eight and four, nine and three, like we play this year to, against one another in Lafayette on a Thursday night. And if both teams are good, people are going to watch. Not, it's not because we're in a big city. It's yeah. just it's yeah. a good quality product. That's what yeah. people want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great SBC talk right there, man. Because I, <laughs> I love the passion to somebody. But man, I want to talk something real quick too. You guys are really passionate. Great Twitter uh, outlet, the Rage and Review. You guys will talk smack sure. with anybody. But <laughs> I got a kick out of something recently, man. So we're New Orleans guys, born and raised. Went to the same high school. I'm a little bit older than you, but New Orleans knows food. 
We know food. Uh, you know I know where this is going. <laughs> you you yeah. may know where this is going. You know, know food, food just as well, too? Lafayette, Louisiana. You know who's in between that might not know food just quite as well? It's Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So for whatever reason, LSU Nation and Baton Rouge Nation decided to get into a battle with Lafayette, Louisiana and Raging Review about crawfish <laughs> and how they should be boiling crawfish. But Jerry, telling Lafayette people how to boil crawfish is like telling Kentucky people how to how to make bourbon, how to mm. how to tell Texas people how to make steak. Like, are you serious? I saw them <laughs> battling this out with you. I'm like, man, this this is a losing battle, man. Lafayette knows crawfish, man. How did that even start? I, I was like, this is so, ridiculous. <laughs> so here's what happened. So the university officially put out a tweet, or I think it was the university athletic account. They put out a tweet and part of the video, they were doing a crawfish boil for their student athletes, which in itself is unique. I mean, I don't know many colleges that have crawfish boils for their student athletes. Well, they show a, um, a, a slow clip and somebody's dusting the spices on top of the crawfish. It was one of the first things on the clip. So people saw that and they freaked out like, oh my gosh, how can you do that? You're not supposed to dust. You're supposed to do this, this, and this. And believe it or not, now look, I am not, a boiled crawfish extraordinaire. I've done it before, but I'm not, I'm not a culinary crawfish expert. But what I will say is though, and I've known people that worked in the restaurant business, a lot of times in the restaurant business, you believe it or not, dusting is more common than not, because when you cook, when you boil a crawfish for hundreds of people dusting, what they'll do is they'll dust it and then they'll put it in a big pot or box and it'll, they'll, they'll shake it. You know, and, and then they'll maybe, and sometimes they'll let it sit in the water, but for 10 to 20 people, no, you don't dust. I mean, I, at least I know you usually don't dust for 10 to 20 people for bigger groups. It's, it's more accepted, but you can't say that because, oh my gosh, it's such a sacrilege, you know? And, and so I was able, I was able to get educated more on it. Again, I got a bunch of friends down the bayou that can boil crawfish better than I could, but it was definitely a moment. I think it was more along the lines of, look, man, no hate against Baton Rouge, but dude, don't don't lecture us on food, man. I, I mean, Come dude, on, like it, it would on, be man. like me going to Kansas City and tell them how to how to barbecue or something. Like, really, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, come on. This is the Cajun capital, Lafayette, Louisiana, man. Right. They, they know seafood, they know crawfish. It was just a losing battle. Whether parts of what they said were right or not, it just doesn't work. It didn't work for me. It didn't work. I mean, I'm not <laughs> like you. Yeah, exactly, man. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I am not gonna lecture somebody on how to prepare food. Expect, I mean, look, we're I mean. Cajun, Cajun food. I mean, we're, we're, it's worldwide. We're no worldwide. 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 So, <laughs> I mean, I don't see any crawfish ponds in Baton Rouge, you know, I mean, you could drive <laughs> I lived in Baton Rouge for 15 years. That's why yeah. I can speak really knowledgeably on it. <laughs> right, man. I mean, you could drive five, 10, 15, five, 10, 15 minutes down the road. You're going to run into some crawfish ponds. You're not going to run into that across the river. You know, you're just not. So it's like, come on, man. Don't look, I understand what you're saying, but don't lecture us about food. Like, oh, really. Man. A losing like, battle to start. Like I said, it's like, it's, it's like, well, you play linebacker. It's like me teaching you techniques on how to be a linebacker. I never played linebacker before, you know, like I'm not going to coach you. You're going to coach me if anything. Yeah. I'm not going out to Texas. Tell them how to cook steaks. I mean, let, no. well, come on, no. come on you know, man. do your yeah. thing, man. Well, let's get back to a little baseball talk, man. <laughs> of course there's a real rivalry between the Cajuns and Eagles. Like I said, they've been playing since 1925, man. And I got to talk about a game two years ago at Pete Taylor Park. 
Is this is this man, is this is this, was, is this, is this uh, Mr. Is this name, DJ man, DJ Lynch? The rivalry we got to talk a little bit about. Uh, Seemed like right. a pitcher might have pitched a little high and inside, and then Danny Lynch, you know, our guy hits one out the park. Next one does the bat flip. Both benches almost clear, but man, that's what makes the rivalry stuff like that. Man, talk about this rivalry going to this weekend and how heated this baseball thing has become. Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, Marshan, I mean how can I describe this? We've always, we've always have respected Southern Miss's baseball program just because we've always played you. I mean, even when, before you came to the belt every year, you know, uh, we always tried to schedule one another as a non-conference because really both teams were valuable to one another whenever we play. Um, and it just, it got, I think there were a few times, even in like early 2000s, we played Southern Miss and it was always a back and forth. One year you take two out of three, the next year we take two out of three, or one year you may sweep, the next year we may sweep. So there's a lot of back and forth. I want to say the, I don't know, I think the 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 series record, I think the Cajuns lead by one. It's like 28 uh, to I looked it up just to have some facts. Y'all are up 29-28. Yeah. 29-28. So that I mean, just goes that to show you. Yeah. Yeah. It's even. So <laughs> You know, the, the the rivalry to me, I think both teams have very similar history, especially within the last 15 years. You know, we went to Omaha in 2000. Y'all went in 2009, I believe. Nine. Yeah, right. 2009. We've been ranked in the top 25. You've been ranked in the top 25. We've hosted regionals and super regionals. You've hosted regionals and super regionals. So there's a lot of similarities. And on top of that, ge geographically, look at where we are, right? We're kind of in the shadow of the school across the river, right? You're in the shadow of Ole Miss and Mississippi State, two teams who back-to-back -back won national titles in Mississippi. So with the success you've brought in spite of all that and with the success we've brought in spite of having, you know, the school down the road, it, it's very it's very impressive. And it just goes to show you the type of talent that is here in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida that we're able to recruit to our universities to play baseball. Um, but as far as UL and, and Southern Miss, um, we have such a history together, but I think it's gotten, I think there's been a few games where it's gotten intense and the 2021 Friday game was a prime example. Now I will say, I will say, I don't think our pitcher pitched on, did that on purpose. Okay. Here's why. I always have a hard time thinking something towards the head is purposely, but dang it. It just, it was so heated at the point at that right. point. It just, it timing, timing was just the way it looked. <laughs> Let me put it to you like this. After that Friday night, he didn't start another weekend game. Uh, he might have come in a few times as a reliever. And now, or as of last year, he transferred and he's playing at Rice. So he's not even here anymore. Uh, I think that game, unfortunately, kind of broke him a little bit as far as, at least for us, because uh, you guys rocked him off the mound. I mean, let's be real. I mean, that was that was not a good performance of his. Uh, we were told he was, you know, accidentally tipping pitches and he was never the same. So as far as, so... As far as him doing it on purpose, uh, that was, I don't think that was on purpose. I just think it was, it was bad luck. And then the snowball effect after that, he didn't play much. So, you know, if he, if he were to pitch every Friday night after that, then I would have said, okay, maybe he had a motive. That was just bad luck. And, and yeah, no, no, I, I get it. Like I said, I didn't say purpose. It was high and inside right. and timing. It was heated. The, the moment, you know, people took it the wrong way. <laughs> Danny Lynch flipped the Batman, one of the biggest bad flips. It I've wasn't ever even seen. like, you know what it was, to me it wasn't even the bat flip it's the fact that he it felt like he ran a he he did a he did a walkathon around the he bases he walked because like, like i was okay so i was <laughs> you walked, I he literally walked 
<laughs> I wasn't watching the game. I was actually on my way to New Orleans with my wife. We were visiting family. We were listening to it on the radio. And our play-by-play guy, I was listening to Jay Walker. He's our play-by-play guy. And he goes, oh, and uh, here comes Lynch. And he hits it. Oh, he hits it. And, oh, it's a goner. And then he goes, oh, come on, man. Really? You're going to do that? And I'm like, what did he do? And he's like, yeah, just walk as slow as you can, Danny. You know, and like, basically, I'm like, oh, no, here we go. And of course, it created some tension. And uh, you, the, the Golden Eagles were able to get the best of us that weekend. But it's created a good, a cool narrative. I mean, we we have a reason to dislike Southern Miss in baseball for that. And you guys have a reason to give us a hard time because, you know, the pitch was close to close to your to your batter's head. So, I mean, yeah. I guess that, it creates a narrative. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm saying. About. Like, I wanted to tee it up a little bit because, man, this weekend, this series, I don't know if you saw our, our head coach, our legendary head coach, yes. Scott Berry, mm-hmm. is retiring. One of the most respected guys in college Great baseball. Guy. Great guy. And it, it's going to be Scott Berry Day on Saturday on game three, man. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. They might play that video, get the crowd a little excited <laughs> a little bit more, get the, the team a little bat flip, man, with that dun dun. Da, 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 da. You know the song they play, man. So it, it's going to be an intense scene out there with everything going on. <laughs> and I'll say this: Look, man, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't. If he does it again, I'm not sure if our if our players would take it too lightly. It might Ooh, be be bench clear. You know, last be year, <laughs> last year when when you guys came to the Teague, every time he went up to bat, we booed him for obvious reasons. Uh, it made it fun. It was a fun weekend, but you know, I, I got to say something on on Scott Barry. You know, he's a great guy. You know, we uh, Coach Robe. Tony show for us. He passed away a few years back. Uh, there's a lot of similarities. The way you guys look at Scott Berry's the way we looked at Tony Robichaux. Uh, just a great example, a great model of a coach, not just for Southern Miss, but for college baseball. He does everything the right way. He's very humble. Uh, there's a lot of respect there. And, um, you know, I wish him, I wish him a happy retirement. Uh, I hope that it's not a fun retirement party this weekend for obvious reasons. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but but I do think I do think that you know Southern Miss is losing a great coach. But I'm, I've heard you you've already have your replacement. Uh, I believe your pitching coach, right? He's going to be the the next head coach and Coach Oz is going to be he's a head coach Oz. So yeah, that that culture is going to continue through him. I'm sure, uh, you know, with the mindset that they have. But you know, I I, I wish I wish Coach Barry a happy retirement, just not this weekend. Not this weekend or next week if we have to play you again in the tournament. (laughs) Regionals, I will. If we both make it to regionals, I will say, you know what, Coach. Unless we play each other, best of luck to you. But as of right now, we we want to go for the win. We we got to go for the win. (laughs) Speaking of which, before we kind of wrap it up, tighten things up, but the the tournament itself, man, it's in Montgomery, Alabama, but man, we got Biloxi right there in Mississippi, man. It's a perfect spot. Got the casinos and what have you. I know, I know. Commissioner Keith Gill, if you happen to be watching (laughs) us two interact, I mean, why not like Biloxi, man? Great location. I mean, what do you think? Easier drive. Look, I mean, you've got everything you need there. And to credit Montgomery, you know, from the people I, I haven't had the chance to go, but I know some people that have gone, they've done a great job yeah, uh, yeah, no, with, it's, with it's hosting, solid. but, but I'm just, I'm just spoiled and I'm just picky. And I love Biloxi, <laughs> especially with the casinos and everything being right there. I think it's convenient. And plus, I mean, it's what an hour drive from Hattiesburg. It's a three hour drive from Lafayette. So of course we're going to, we're going to be biased on that. Uh, but, but uh, I think they're on a five-year contract, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is year three of that. Now, once the five-year contract is up, I'm not sure what they're going to do next, if they're going to extend the contract or maybe look elsewhere. But for the longest time, just like they had in Conference USA, uh, there were always host sites, campus host sites. And then they stopped doing that recently because they felt that it would be easier to travel and just be a little more professional, I guess, you know, picking a, a neutral site. So um, definitely looking forward to this weekend. I do think both teams really need to 
I'll say this about this weekend. Both teams need this series. I mean, the Cajuns are kind of on the outside looking in. If you look at a lot of these predictions of regionals, where a lot of them have us as the last with the first four out. So this is a golden opportunity for the Cajuns to go into Hattiesburg and at least try to take the series. Um, you know, they're playing good baseball right now, just like Southern Miss is. And, you know, there's so much alike. Both teams are so similar, man. I mean, I've looked at, you know, I follow a little bit of Southern Miss baseball just because, you know, we're, we're, we're facing each other and um, the teams are so much alike. Both are very physical. Both can hit pitching wise. I would probably give Southern Miss a little bit of the edge. Um, you know, we're a little banged up on pitchers and we've had a little bit of inconsistencies. I think that's kind of been our, our setback a little bit this year. Some of our losses have come off of, of, uh, of disappointing pitching on the back end, but we can hit. So there's going to be a lot of base, uh, a lot of base hits, a lot of, a lot of base runners. There's going to be a few home runs on both ends. Um, but this is to me, I said on our episode the other night, I believe that the postseason for Louisiana starts on Thursday. That that's when our postseason starts because I think Southern Miss has a little bit more of a cushion as far as a regional bid. Um, and I want to say you guys are probably fighting the host right now. You might be yeah, on we're, the we're fighting the host, man. And to yeah. win the SEC tourney, SEC regular season title, we mm-hmm. just got to win more games than Coastal wins this weekend. So so we're fighting right. for the regular season title right now. Possible well, I'm gonna host. say this. I'm not to be biased, but I do think I, I want to say who's I'm trying to think who Coastal plays. I think they have a little bit of Marshall, easy Marshall this weekend. Yeah, you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern Miss is going to be a little more challenged with the Cajuns and it, it, you know. yeah, <laughs> Marshall. Yeah. It's going to be we we need Marshall to pull something off. Please. Come on, yeah. Marshall. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, they're they're actually out of contention, I believe. Like they're no longer going to the tournament, so maybe they yeah. can play with pride. I guess yeah, you know. Pride. I mean, crazier thing. things. Have Marshall. <laughs> no, I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited about this weekend, man. I I I I find it ironic. You know, we're talking about being conference mates and having the um, the history of baseball we have. It's ironic that the Sun Belt put the Southern Miss Louisiana series at the very last week of the regular season. I well, just, man, it, it, it's like I said, when this thing started, a lot of Southern Miss fans interact with, interact with a ton of them, you know, like Troy, South Alabama is the rival. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, people, it ain't even close. Due to history, you know, Troy, South Alabama, they kind of start ups with this whole big time program stuff. D1. Sure. We've been doing this a long time together, Cajun Nation, a long time together. And uh, so that's the rival. Hattiesburg is a great, uh, college town Lafayette's a great Cajun food town in college town <laughs> anybody Baton Rouge questioning that anymore so but uh but Jerry real quick any closing words for the Southern Miss fans from the Cajun Nation man anything else you want to add I think the best way to describe our fan bases together is that we're kind of like frenemies you know yeah. We, we, yeah. We, we, we respect each other when we're not playing one another but we hate each other when we're facing one another and and going head to head you know I, I've always as you know I'll just speak I'll speak on behalf of a lot of Cajun fans and myself as well. Like I've always said, you know, we've always, as a, as a kid watching Southern Miss football and kind of following what you guys do, playing you guys, you were sort of that barometer of what we wanted to be. And during that time of when we started winning, you know, in 2010, 2011, uh, you know, we noticed, you know, I know Southern Miss kind of took a little bit of a downturn. We started falling off, man. <laughs> and the roles kind of reversed a little bit. So I think both teams have seen, success and disappointment at the same time. Um, and you know, you've guys have been ranked in the top 25. So if we, you've won conference championships, so if we, so we've both seen success, but it's good to battle it out against one another because I, I will say this anytime the Cajuns play Southern miss in anything, baseball, football, we saw it in basketball this year. It's always going to be an intense, uh, an intense game. 
And, and that's what we've always wanted. You know, we don't want in our conference, a bunch of easy teams where we just walk into championships. Now, don't get me wrong. It's nice to win championships, but you know, you can't be a better team if you're not going through a little bit of a challenge and going into a little bit of a meat grinder, if you will. Right. You know, I mean, I think, uh, and you'll see that as well as the more you play in the Sun Belt, you're going to see and you're going to get familiar with a lot of these teams and co- the, the sense of competition across the board, not just one sport that, you know, it's it's you have to now grind your way to success. It's not just a regular, oh, this team's terrible. We're just going to crush them. You got to you got to show up every every day to, to win and be successful. Absolutely, man. And that, what's funny too, just real quick, when you talk about kind of that fall off of Southern Miss, which happened like actually in 2012, you ever want to get Ellis a Johnson? Southern Miss fan, bring up the name <laughs> Ellis, bring up the name Ellis Johnson. If you ever want to get a yeah. rise out of us, we get a rise out of me. Just bring I, up know, Ellis. <laughs> let me ask you, man. Like I got, I got to know you, you know, I remember the Bauer years. Okay. I remember and Larry Fedora did a good job for the time <laughs> he was there before going to North Carolina. How and, and I remember in 2011 you beat Houston. Uh, Kevin uh, Casey Keenum, Kevin Sumlin. I think they were picked to go to the Sugar Bowl in the Conference USA Championship. You go to Houston, you beat them. How do you go from that and in one year go winless? Like what? What happened? You ever watch this show Unsolved Mysteries from back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, literally, it's an unsolved mystery. We go from being arguably one of the best programs in America that went in the Power Five conference or whatever. From being 12 and 2 in 2011 to going 0 and 12 in 2012, the biggest turnaround in D1 history. There's a lot of a lot of <laughs> questions still to be answered. There's a lot of talk still to be done. I don't have the answers. I can't explain it. But like <laughs> I said, the only best explanation I have are two words: Ellis Johnson. That's all I got for you, man. I don't know what yeah, else. Yeah, it, but it's, it's just. <laughs> it's so weird because and there's the, more to blame than him but yeah <laughs> well I, and you know what's interesting is how fat like how you kind of it took a few years to come back from it but you know will hall was our offensive coordinator in 2017 so we knew about him whenever he took the job at southern miss and we knew the passion he brought and he's a smart coach i mean he's a good x's and o's he's an offensive guru but we kind of had a feeling like that's kind of the coach you need right now, because number one, he, like I said, he's a smart coach. And number two, he's a Mississippi guy. You know, he's from there. He knows the culture. He knows the people. He knows the history. And if there's anybody that can kind of bring you back to that that sense of success that you've always had, he's the guy to do it. And I think he's on his way. You know, a lot of our coaches at Louisiana are local coaches. Like I said, Tony Robichaux was from Crawley. Uh, we have, um, you know, my coach Desermo, Mike Desermo was the quarterback when I was a student, you know, he's from new Iberia, uh, you know, Matt Deggs, our baseball coach, he's from Texas. He's right yeah. you know, three hours down the road. So we have a lot of coaches, even at Louisiana, they're mo- more successful coaches are local because they know the culture and they know how to interact with the fans. They know what the fans want. And then they go provide, you know, the hard work, blue collar mindset on the field. So I think that's one thing that Will Hall has for you or Southern Miss. He's got all of those characteristics. And I really think he's going to have Southern Miss. That he's oh, gonna I, have them battling I mean, like, Coach Coach Hall, even his dad, Bobby Hall, I've become great friends with that family, man. And I believe in Will Hall. He's building a culture. He's getting this whole thing back. So look out. 
this year, Cajun football too, not just baseball. So well, we owe y'all a, like y'all beaten us enough times. We owe y'all a beating in Lafayette this year. Oh, just, it's on. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get that it's one on. back at least. That, but... That's well. This so everybody, me and Jerry, just starting to kind of the fun of this. I'm sure we'll do this again. Maybe I'll be yeah. on their show. They'll 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 beat me up a little. You know, we'll go back and <laughs> forth. Let's do this, man. So no, but Jerry, man, like I said, I respect the heck out of what you guys do. You you uh, represent the Cajun Nation. So well, you and the Rage and Review guys, and y'all keep that smack talk up, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me, and I'm glad I could come and represent Rage and Review and represent the Cajun Nation. And, and look, uh, just like I came on to your show, please don't be a stranger. Come on to Rage and Review anytime. Heck yeah, man. You just name the time and the place. Name the time and the place. Let's do it. Done. All right, brother. Well, uh, we'll see what happens this weekend at P. Taylor Park. Until then, catch you soon, my man. Thank you, Marshall. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Jerry. See you, man.